As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Culture is the culture. It's four to six A to B, competitive excellence, and the brotherhood. The plan to win uh, has never changed. So the culture here and the plan to win is always going to be here at Ohio State. Welcome back to Four to Six with AMB, your high state podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landis, Joe Ari Wasserman. Ari, uh, like two days ago, you asked me a question of uh, whether or not I thought Quinn Ewers was going to be on Ohio State's roster next fall. And I said, yeah, man, definitely. Can I change my answer? Did I ask that question? I thought I asked the question of would, would he be the starter next year? Like I thought that there was like a discussion to be had. The um, answer to that question is also no. Yes. Um, this past week is the weirdest week of college football in my career, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know if weirdest is, but most action-packed. And it's like we all wrote stories about how the new world of college football with NIL uh, transfer portal or immediate transfers, uh, all the stuff that was going to change the sport was absolutely going to change it. And like 
that was like messing with the earth's like uh pattern in the uh, ecosystem you know and now like there's tidal waves and earthquakes and it's like it happens so quickly like I, I had a feeling it would get to this point but it's like it's just a new sport now and i think this is just another iteration of what it's going to look like when it's all said and done do you want to just tell people what we're talking about <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i should I think they know so, yeah so on uh, on friday night uh quinn ewers uh, informed the Ohio State coaching staff that he would be transferring. Uh, as we're recording this at 9.30 p.m. on Friday, I don't, I don't believe his name is in the portal as of yet, but but it will be uh, shortly. That process um, has begun. And, you know, I I think a lot of people are shocked by this, particularly people who don't – well, actually, I don't know. The second Quinn Ewers got here, all people who weren't Ohio State fans kept talking about was the fact that he was going to transfer. I guess they were right. Um, I, I don't know how shocking this is. I know, I know you texted me when it happened. You said you were shocked. I, I am not, and, and we can talk about some of those reasons why uh, in, over the next few minutes, but – this really, to me, just seemed like a really messy situation from the jump and and some stuff I've learned, you know, in the last hour or so, I, I think even kind of kind of crystallizes that for me. But but let's start back with what you sent me when this news broke, like when you first saw Quinn, you were just transferring your initial response was what? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I I. The, there's two different things. Transferring isn't a surprise. But when was the surprise? Yeah. You know, I mean, December 3rd, you know, the guy took a few snaps two weeks ago. You know, I thought that there was a chance that if he went into spring ball and showed that he was actually warranted uh, of a second look to be the starter, that things could change and things could get tricky for Ohio State if he was as good as we think he might be. Um. But I didn't think it would happen this soon because, like, honestly, dude, tell me the difference between what all happened with Quinn Ewers in its current state, which means skipping his final year of high school, enrolling early, NIL, seeing him on the sideline with his mullet, and then transferring. This is literally the same thing as just decommitting. Like, he never would. It wasn't even in the – like, he was like a – we talked about how it would be like a positive that Ohio State got him on the roster – but I don't think it's any different than if he never would have come at all because he never was going to start this year, no matter how good he was. He never was going to be in a position where he was going to get a guarantee in December that he was going to be the starter next year. It's just like, what are we, it doesn't even make sense. Like, what are we doing? You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, why even, why didn't you just play high school football this year? And, and, and it's like, I know NIL stuff has to do with it. And like, I don't know what the, neither of us know the terms of, of what the NIL would be or what the you know agreements would be or how much money he made or how much he would have st- stood to make had he stuck around at Ohio state. But it's just like, what was all this for then? You know, it, it is funny. You say all that. You're right. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's like he was like almost never here right down to the fact that Ohio state has another really good quarterback in the class of 2022. This is no different than <laughs> Devin Brown. This is no different than Devin Brown. Uh, committing late in the cycle and the other one decommitting right now look like, I, don't, mind. <laughs> I don't it's it's not i think you're right but i i, I also like I'm, i don't think either of us are telling people that like hey man whatever quinn you were transferred like we had multiple podcast episodes where we talked about how this guy could be a generation no, it's talent, a big deal so. yeah no it's yeah, a big yeah. deal it's a big deal for sure and, and it's but like I, I think that the 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 schools that he's considering too are telling apparently texas texas, texas. a&m and texas tech okay go play at texas tech bud we'll see how that goes the, the then, yeah the young yeah. man wants to get on the football field um and it's funny, like this is this is like kind of complicated and and messy, as I said, um, and and it and it really did. It's the, the the second that he 
I remember where I was. I was in Chicago, Illinois. I was at the National uh, Sports Card Convention uh, when I believe it was Pete Thamel who was who broke the news that Quinn Ewers was uh, reclassifying and skipping his senior year of high school. And I was in the car driving over to the convention center in Rosemont, Illinois to go to the show when I got the alert on my phone. And I said out loud, this is going to be a mess. Yeah. Like, and, and it's not to say that at the time, like Ohio State had no shot of navigating it, but I can't say I'm surprised that it ended up this way because because I think when a kid like Quinn Ewers does something like that, he is trying to expedite his process and he wants to get on the field uh, immediately. And and that didn't really happen. Yeah. And it wasn't even really like a realistic possibility, I think, for him to get on the field here. So it's just like I don't know what the conversations were like behind the scenes, but that had to have been communicated to him. Everything that I've been told uh, suggests that it was that, 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 that there was multiple reminders to Quinn and his family. Um, and, and frankly, I think maybe even things bordering on like warnings, like this is, this is not going to be show up and play ball. Like you're going to, you're going to show up and you're going to be the fourth string quarterback and it's going to be hard. Uh, you're probably going to get homesick. You're not probably not going to like it very much. Of course, Ohio state was in no position to tell him no, Ohio state certainly would have preferred. I think that, um, he not done this, but, but they couldn't have told him no, um, because they weren't going to, you know, risk losing him, but yeah, get him in the program. I mean, yeah, get him in the yeah. program. So you can give him two garbage time handoffs against Michigan state. Um, he will forever be in the, uh, Ohio state record books for playing a play. That's right. He's a, he's a letter winner. Um, I can't wait for your memes in like two years of just those two handoffs. Like you do with Tate Martell's, uh, 11 or 10 for 11. Listen, man, he went 10 for 10. He the thing with the thing the with book. yeah, the thing that makes it hard for Quinn is people were automatically going to assume that somebody was going to transfer, no matter what. When you have that much talent in the quarterback room, correct? But the circumstances in which he was recruited, his rating, where he was from, the fact that he decommitted already from Texas, that he skipped his senior season, and that he came to Ohio State. The way you said it, it was just a volatile situation. So, like, if it was a volatile situation from the jump, then it's within reason just as expect that it would be volatile on the way out. Yeah, yeah, and you I know? think, and I think it's 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 further complicated by like the money that's that's at play here, right? Like Quinn Ewers r- reportedly signed like a million dollar endor- or million dollars worth of of endorsements, um, and. I think when that happens, like there's an expectation you're going to get on the field right away. I, I don't know. See, like I don't, I don't understand. I don't think that. there was I any direct the correlation was between just, you two. have a lot of followers and a lot of people see your posts. Like I didn't know it was there's well, a correlation think, between I being. Think, well, there's not. I, I I don't know that there is. Um, I, I actually don't even think there's allowed to be. Um, but but even if there's not, I still think that can like frame the mindset, right? It's like you you. It's a business and it's always been a business, but it's, more, cash. Yeah. but it's more of a business now. Right. And it's not, it's not just like you, he has the clout and he gets all these deals, but you also know that like, listen, if you get on the field, Bryce, you know, like Bryce Young, was <laughs> a Bryce Young making like, uh, what did Nick Saban say Bryce Young was making? It was six. It was a seven figures. I thought seven figure deal, like clearly getting on the field, put you in an advantageous position, especially when you're as marketable as Quinn Ewers is. And he was marketable four years ago. Um, so like, I get if there's an urge to get on the field because of that just wasn't going to happen here. Like, like it's, it's funny. And I put this in the story that's going up on the athletic as we're talking, like when I talk with Ryan day in, in August about like why he recruits quarterbacks, the way he does his answer to me was like, well, what if you're wrong, which is like a perfectly fair response. And I think a good way to view it, 
the issue here is that like he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he, like, well, no, there are multiple Stroud, ways to be wrong. CJ, well, yeah. I'm saying like CJ Stroud is good. <laughs> CJ Stroud is the starter, and Quinn Ewers like maybe could have taken that job next year, but there was no guarantee that he was going to. And Ohio State certainly wasn't going to give him one. So like, well, we think we all can agree. Elsewhere. Me and you and anybody listening to this podcast can all all agree that the route to being Ohio State's quarterback, starting quarterback, is not made in Ryan Day's office. So like whatever they thought the, the deal was going to be, there is no deal. You got to go win the job. And like, I don't care how good somebody is. And it's like funny because, you know, I saw a lot of tweets on Friday night after it happened of Ryan days going to the bears or this is what happens when you don't get your best player on the field and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I know that this is an Ohio state podcast in the risk of sounding like a Homer. What on earth was the guy supposed to do? And it was just yeah. like the, the the funniest thing about it is, is that I'll be the first person to criticize Kirby Smart for letting Justin Fields go. But I just think that they're completely different situations. And there's certainly a possibility that yours is going to go to Texas and win the Heisman. You know, mm-hmm. like he if he like, absolutely. But you can't go to Ohio State, sign a million and also be a senior in age in high school. And expect to unseat somebody based on a verbal agreement that was or could be a Heisman finalist this year. So, like, I don't know if I 100% think without beyond the shadow of a doubt that C.J. Stroud is going to be Ohio State's best quarterback next year or in two years. Like, there's a lot of talent coming in, and there's a lot of talent on the roster. You know, right now it seems to be the case. But as we all know, the quarterback position and the way that things progress never is a straight line. So who knows what it's going to be in two years. But – if there was some sort of expectation that he was going to come in and just unseat somebody who is in the Heisman discussion, regardless of what you think about CJ Stroud and how he played in the Michigan game, it just was an untenable situation from Ohio state side to deal with. Cause you, you're, it's almost like I can, I can just imagine there's two ways of looking at it, Bill. It's either he came to get paid wanted to start the clock early and got homesick, which you could maybe think based on the, the three Texas schools that are on his list right now, or B they put Ryan day in an ultimatum situation and it's just terrible advice. So like a, I can understand, but it certainly seems like it was more of B. Yeah. I think, I think this is in, in some ways a, a little bit of, of a cautionary tale and, and frankly, probably what some people who are a little leery of what NIL might bring to the table um, and it's not this like I, I don't think either one of us is anti players making money. I think we both think they should make money, but it's an unfortunate circumstance. I think when, when other people can get involved there, maybe not have the player's best interest in mind. And it does seem like Quinn Ewers was perhaps not getting the best advice um, and, and maybe put himself in a situation where there were some unrealistic expectations. And the result is this now. And they were already there based on his recruiting rating, let alone. Yeah. What, and like, it's this. not. It doesn't. It, he's. It doesn't doom him. He's not doomed. Listen, he can go to Texas and tear it up next year, like you said. He can go to Texas Tech, wherever. Um, Sam Khan, by the way, who works with us at the Athletic and is our, our resident tech expert, uh, does think that that Texas is is the leader to, to get Quinn, which would make sense. You know, he's from South Lake Carroll. Texas recruited him hard the first time. I think he has a relationship with Sark, um, going back to Alabama. So, so if he ends up there, I don't think that'd be surprising. Um, so, it also could be, would be a good situation um, for him. It might have been the yeah. situation that was best for him to begin with, yep. you know, but it's like also the funniest thing in the world to me is that when did Devin Brown commit? Wednesday. So that graphic of bet on yourself is going to really speak to Ohio state fans because they're going to respect the idea Yeah, because it's just like the first gamble already is paid off. Like the number one roadblock to him on the field is gone now. 
and what, mm-hmm. three days later? So you have a quarterback who is from Utah, who is from the West Coast, who came to Ohio State, knowing that there was going to be a situation that there was, you know, somebody else on the roster bet on himself and now might be the starter in two years. And like, I don't know what that means for Kyle McCord, but Jack Miller is gone. And is CJ Stroud, McCord, maybe if he sticks around and uh, Devin Brown is a really good quarterback. room. So like, I think that there, there seems to be like this aura around Ohio State fans that the program is falling apart because Ohio State fans can only handle one terrible thing at a time. <laughs> and this is a terrible thing. The Michigan game is still fresh, but also at the same time, it's like hard to lose sleep over something that you couldn't do anything about. Yeah, and I, I will say on the on the subject of McCord, um, I, I was told on Friday night that there's no real concern about him. Um, it, certainly through the spring, you know, things can always be reevaluated after that. But but Ohio State is not really on alert at the moment to lose another quarterback. I think they're fully expecting to go through this bowl prep, whatever that looks like, and then and then spring ball as well with with CJ. Stroud I just don't even understand what the, McCord and what the point of leaving before bowl prep is. Go to the yeah. Rose Bowl and practice. Like I, that's what I'm shocked of. Doesn't make any sense. You would think you would think there could have been some valuable practice reps in there for Quinn Ewers, right? Yeah, I think. Like, like I said, you gain I think, nothing by leaving now instead and of again. January I think 5th. I think that I think that that speaks to um, him him being led astray a little bit by by some people, kind of you know, in his camp, in his corner, whatever people that are helping him make the decisions. I don't I don't think that they necessarily have like Quinn's best interest in mind in some cases. At least it seems that way to me. That's just one man's opinion. But um, this this was a messy situation. It didn't have to be that way. I get, I get it super complicated. Like, what's Quinn and you were supposed to do? He's offered a million dollars in endorsement deals. The Texas High School Association won't let him benefit from that. Is he supposed to just like play a senior season and leave that money on the table? Or if he has the opportunity to come to Ohio State and make that money, like I think he did what a lot of people would have done, right? I probably would have done the same thing. I'm sure you would have too. It's a lot of money. Um, but but it pays this man his money. Yeah, right. But but it yeah. led to it led to a situation that just sort of seemed untenable for me to me from the jump. And and I'm not I'm not really shocked at all that that it it led to this. Um, but it's not to say that like if you're an Ohio State fan, you have to be like, oh well, whatever. Like I understand fully how this works. Okay, like, to be every, frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be frustrated. Every single one of us is going to be watching every move that Quinn Ewers makes and comparing it to CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, whoever plays at Ohio State until they're and all Joe done Burrow. their college careers. And Joe Burrow. Yeah. JT Barrett. Um, so yeah, like that's the nature of the beast. But but I do think, you know, Ohio State is is far from in shambles here. I think they're set up pretty well at their quarterback position still. Yeah, especially if, if CJ Stroud continues to develop and become who we think he could be. Or if Devin Brown turns out to be a badass. And it's like, here's or the McCord. thing. That every, or McCord. Yeah, or McCord. Here's the thing, too. Just because CJ, like, I mean, sorry, Quinn Ewers might be quote unquote generational talent based on ratings, doesn't mean that other guys aren't good. Mm-hmm. Like, he could still be great somewhere else, and Ohio State can still be great. And it's like, honestly speaking, this is going to be a huge coup for Texas if he goes there. But do you really think that Ohio State's going to have to worry about what Texas is doing? Like, I don't. It, I really don't. An, it's going to be a very interesting thing because, like, if Texas is back, this is kind of how you get there with an in-state quarterback who has the arm of an angel. But it's just like all comparison is is just Twitter fodder. It's like the only thing that Ohio State fans should be concerned is okay, this really sucks. There's nothing really that Ohio State or Ryan Day could have done about it. Let's just hope that Stroud or one of the other two quarterbacks on the roster coming next year turn out to be really great. And I think there's still a pretty good chance of that happening. Yeah, and I think maybe the last thing I'll say on that, um, and this will obviously be a shorter episode, is like I think there's some sentiment that like 
Ryan Day mismanaged this somehow and like should have played Quinn Ewers more during the season. And even if you thought that Quinn Ewers was ready for that, and I don't think he was, I don't think Ohio State clearly thought he was, like garbage time snaps against Rutgers, I don't think we're going to do anything to change the the ultimate outcome of this. I just don't. I don't yeah, like yeah. yeah, I don't know that he's pissed off that he didn't get garbage time. I think he's pissed off that he's not starting. I don't know yeah. if pissed off is the right word. He's leaving because he wasn't starting. Right, and he's going to go somewhere where he can start immediately, and it'll probably be pretty good. But Ohio State's going to have a good quarterback too. So I don't know. It's it's uh, the way that Ohio State recruits the the position. Like this is inevitable. It's probably going to happen quite a bit. Very talented quarterbacks are going to be in the program and then leave without you ever seeing them. Um, I would say like prepare yourself for that because that's that's probably going to be more, more the norm more often than not. But the end result should be that Ohio State still in a good good position. Devin Brown might transfer in a year from now when some other kid commits. Yeah, like who knows? Like, I don't know. It's just like that. I, I think that the idea of transfers is still kind of stuck in like the old school way of like thinking and viewing transfers and like people like laugh at the idea of free agency being the comparison but the sooner that people resign themselves to the reality that this is basically going to be like free agency you won't get attached to people before they play and it's like i think that at ohio state when you recruit at that level and you bring players into the program like jack sawyer you know, before they ever play a down, it's normal to feel a connection to him because that's a Buckeye and a young Buckeye who's going to turn out to be really, really good, uh, potentially. But I think in five years, people are the idea of I'm not worried about players till they play is going to be actually smart. Yeah. Like I roll my eyes right now when people tweet that at me as a way of saying like recruiting doesn't matter. Like, let me know when they're on the team or when they're playing. That is like kind of how it's going to have to be now because players might leave before they ever play it down. Especially really at the players. quarterback position. Especially yes, at quarterback. Yes. Yeah. And those are the players that, ironically enough, Ohio State fans are most attached to. Yeah. So it's just that's just kind of the way the, the game is now. And as NIL continues to develop, I'll be very curious to see if there's big-time deals being brokered to high school athletes when they're 17 years old. And, you know, how much, like, this is a learning experience. Like, the next time somebody comes into Ryan Day's office, talking about NIL when they're 17 years old, you learn from this. And it's like, at a certain point, they might start passing on guys in high school because they don't want to deal with the shit. Yeah. So like, you know, it's year one. It's it's like freaking month to month two of this. <laughs> when, when did the rule pass? July, July. Yeah. So what month four and three of the four of those months was in a season. There's a lot to learn about this. And, you know, Quinn Ewers is a generational rating, right? And he has a generational amount of followers for somebody his age. <laughs> and that was a generational search situation. I'll be very curious to see if Ohio State, you know, finds themselves in that position again. So it'll be certainly worth tracking. I'm assuming that moving forward, you and I will continue to break down the quarterback position every episode for 45 minutes. Yep. But it kind of is just like. It is what it is. Like, what, what, like what, what can we say? Do do you think that he'll have to give his generational pickup truck back to Rick Reichert before he goes to Texas? It's actually kind of cool, though. You know, I it's a pretty sweet truck, sucker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're dealing. Um, all right, that's called depreciation. <laughs> yeah, we're dealing. Yeah. We're dealing. And by the way, just so you know, and this is exactly what I said before NIL, and I think you agreed with NIL is fun. And it's exciting to hear about a million dollars and however much money Kombucha T wants to pay. But the longer that this shit goes on, you're not giving a truck to a 17-year-old because it's bad business. There's only a certain amount of money out there. 
And I don't care if the truck is leased or it belongs to them, or if it's less than 9,000 miles a year, or the truck is depreciating anyway, it makes no freaking sense to continually do this. So I think in year five of NIL, there's going to be a drastic shift in how much money is getting dispensed out to people that might leave your program. hundred percent. Yeah. There was going to be, there was always going to be trial and error with this. Uh, So let Reichardt, let Reichardt trial and error with a $75,000 truck. (laughs) Yeah. Cool truck though. It was a very cool It was great. I mean, I do like trucks and I actually, you know what? Now that I'm in Texas, I looked at them because I need need a new car with this baby. I I didn't know F-150s were (laughs) (laughs) $75,000. They are if you get them uh, lifted and and have like custom paint. I know. The lifted ones are 100 100 grand. But yeah, it's cool. King Ranch. King Ranch. Yeah, that's right. All right. uh, We'll wrap up there. You know, we wanted to hit the news, tell you what we thought of it. If there's more to talk about in the next couple of days, we'll we'll talk about it in our next episode. Um, Ohio State will find out its bowl destination on Sunday afternoon. Most likely the Rose Bowl, as long as Michigan takes care of business against Iowa. And if they do go to the Rose Bowl, they're probably going to play the Utah team that's kicking the shit out of Oregon as we record this podcast, because uh, turns out that Utah is still better than Oregon. So, uh, but we'll, we'll dissect all that uh, probably on Monday. I think we'll be back with you guys on Monday after we learn Ohio State's bowl destination. We'll have more on this when we hear from Ryan Day, more on the bowl destination. Don't you even Ohio. look at in and out Don't even look at it. Oh, I'll be going in and out Yeah. Can't wait. Double, double. I don't want to In and out is also probably a really appropriate way for us to label this episode. There you go. In and out. The Quinn Ewer story. We'll talk to you on Monday. Mm-hmm.